Welcome to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. Hello, ladies. I'm Devorah Ascot Black, and I'm the principal partner of ISAA Retire Stronger. I'm excited to bring you new conversations about us, our lives, and our finances. Today, we're talking to you about what it's like to have a major career change. What does it mean to have a shift in your career? How do you go about doing something totally different than you are doing today? How can you take advantage of more leadership opportunities in your career that can provide advances for your future? These moves can significantly change the outcome of your future for your retirement outcomes. If you had a coach or a mentor in your corner who can help you figure it all out, you know. So let's dig in. Today, I've invited one of my good friends. Her name is Dr. Sydney Richardson. She's a personal friend of mine, and she's here to show us how she can help many women find their ways in their career. They want to live. She helps them live their best lives and achieve the most out of work life and balance. Dr. Sydney Richardson is an educator. She's a business owner. She's an experienced professional in college teaching higher education, administration, volunteer management, and leadership. After years of working in adult education and conducting workshops for organizations for free, Dr. Richardson started her own company, ROK Leaders, LLC, which stands, uh, which stands for Ray of Knowledge. She focuses on helping women successfully transition in their careers and on coaching leaders and teams in areas of conflict management, communications, and strategies, multi-generational teamwork development. When she's not working, she's a busy wife, a mother, and enjoys drinking large cups of coffee and dreaming on the beach. Welcome, Dr. Richardson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Listen, Dr. Richardson, as I was talking to you the other day, you know, I told you ISAA's famous motto, we always say, is it always begins with a dream. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about that. And I said, you know, Dr. Richardson, tell me about Ray of Knowledge and how you too help women begin fulfilling their dreams. Well, when I think about this, you know, it, it all starts with a dream. You yeah. know, our ROK leader is all about taking the dreams that women have had whether it's for a day, a month, a couple of years, and really bringing it to fruition. But we do it through strategic, through strategic planning and really looking at who, who's your circle that's going to encourage you and help you along the way. So it, it all begins with a dream. And I tell people, if you know you got the dream in your head for a reason, so you might as well figure it out. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is very true. You have to figure it out. A lot of times we sit down and we think about if I could just do this, you know, if I could just do that, we even actually live our lives out through other people. Do you know that? Yes. Have yes, you ever heard do. of people say, you know, I sit there and I think about what, you know, somebody else in my job or somebody else is doing this. I could do that. Or I wish I could yes. do that. And next thing we know, years pass on and this pass on and whatever, but we never go anywhere. And, you know, I yeah. used to sit there and hear people say, I'm fixing to. You ever heard that? Yes. I'm fixing to do that. I'm fixing to do that. Well, you don't always have to stay in that place. Do you agree? 
you do not have to stay in that place. A lot of times it, it comes from fear. There are some people who love daydreaming and, and we know that, but you want to push, you want to get past that. You, you absolutely want to get past that. And I think, you know, as a society, we have become comfortable with just daydreaming. Yeah. Yeah. And what do, what do you think our limitations? Why do we limit ourselves with just the daydream and the dream alone? What mm-hmm. is that hold back? What is keeping us from going from where we are today and sitting there as a dreamer to the person who's the doer? What's keeping mm-hmm. one person from then doing this, being the dreamer versus the other person from being the propeller? Yeah, we are we are people of excuses. And we quickly let other people, especially women, we let other people talk us down. So the number of women I have spoken to where they want to do something, whether it's go back to school, transition to a completely different career, start their own business, they're incredible, they're incredibly fearful. They don't know how to do it. And then if one person, whether it's a spouse, a sibling, a friend says, you know what, you're too old for that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you already got your benefits going. Just just keep it going. That seals the deal. That's it. The person who does it is not the person who had, you know, a trust fund. It's not the person who had a bunch of money. It's the person who took one step after the other after the other. And that's yes. really it. That's the difference between the doer and the person who is daydreaming for 23 years about that thing they wanted to do next. What are some of the strategies that you use in your business to encourage that person to just say, well, I can, I really can do this because, you know, I kind of met you um, in this kind of situation, you know, I was that girl who decided to come over at Salem and say, I want to take my life, you know, a step further. You know, you were the Dean of adult education over at Salem. Mm -hmm. I saw so many people come over there at Salem and you were such an inspiration to me, but how do you inspire someone to further their age education? Or how do you get somebody from that space of being stuck? Yeah. To saying, I too, you know, the mother, the person who work at this job, maybe that person who's a CNA or that person who might just be, you know, in administration to now being the CEO of a company. Yeah. You are very good at that. I want you to get dig deep in there and tell me what do you do to help that person get to that next level to yeah. say, I too, I can do this because you have those nuggets of ways of you helping that woman feel inspired to take it to that next level. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. You know, the first thing is I listen. You, know, you, you always, you just have to listen to the person and through listening, I can pick out what it is they're looking to do, what they're fearful of doing, where they're really headed. And then, you know, over the time, especially since we met, my process has evolved to the point where I realized, you know, I can encourage someone sitting in front of me for 30 minutes, but when they leave, they got to leave with something. And so we plan and it is all in the planning. We talk about, you know, what are your goals? What are your interests? What are the challenges? Where do you see yourself 10, 20 years from now? Look at education. What do you have? Is there something that you need? If you're going to go there, what's your why? Why do you want to do this? Um, Where's your network? Who's your friends, your families, your colleagues who can help steer you in different directions and introduce you to different people? And what are your finances like? Are you willing to take a pay cut? (laughs) You know, what, what what does your debt look like? 
Um, what do you have in savings? It, you know, if you're going to move, we got to make sure everything's in place. And then from there, I plan it out with the person. And so when they walk away from me, they know what their life is going to look like six years from now, or even one year from now, if we go step by step following this plan. And then I follow up with them and keep them going. So everything I did from the advising session in a college is what I do now in my business, just to a higher level. But it, what I have found, especially with the women who have worked with me, they've met their goals at least four months sooner than they originally planned. Oh my goodness. It's all about the plan. It's all so it kind of reminds me in retirement planning, it's all in the plan. It's if all you in have the plan. a plan and you help that person stay with that plan, more than likely they come they get closer to making that plan versus yeah. falling short of that plan. Yes. So that dream becomes a reality if that person have a plan. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I'm sure that is fulfilling for you as that person helping them along with that plan. I scream and shout and cheer. I've got pom-poms. I, I am disgustingly positive. And I do that because you never know what the person's facing once they leave me. I may be the only positive person in their lives. And oh. so you, you've got to keep positive and you've got to keep looking at the plan. And yeah, it works. <laughs> Wow. Do you know any kind of facts about what is what what's going on with women about coming short of these plans? What do you know um, in, in your, some of your research about women um, yeah. when it comes down to these uh, these goals and plans and things like this? Well, you know, our biggest hurdle is that we're still caregivers and whether it's caregiving to children or caregiving to elderly parents, even women who are divorced report caregiving to their ex's family members. And yeah. so that caregiving gets in the way in the sense of our companies have not fully evolved to the point where they're willing to work with what we have to do. So yes. that's one of the reasons where a lot of women transition. But when they transition to another career, it's not actually the career they want. It's just a career that fits with their schedule. And so that's another rut that they get stuck in. And then the latest research that came out really within the past year, it showed that whether it was because of caregiving or something else, during COVID alone, you know, 1,500 women were interviewed, about 73% of them left the job force, left the workforce. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're taking constant steps back. And when women report either wanting to transition careers or just completely leave the work, it's because of pay, it's because they're burnt out. And one specific reason is it's because the work is not working for them. It's not working with their lifestyles. It's not working with their schedules. And so it, it really is a lot harder for women to transition in careers compared to men, but it yes. can still be done. It can still be done. It could still be done. It could still be done. And I found that a lot of women are not just happy in where in the jobs that they have today. Yes. Most women settle. They settle yes. in where they are in their workplaces. They're not, they, they don't want to do what they do. That's right. They're, doing, you know, they're just settling, <laughs> you know? And I really believe that we should be happy in mm -hmm. what we do in life. You know, right. it would be so much more fulfilling to get, you know, to be happy in the work that we are doing. That's you right. You know, so if we could just find that happy place, you know, it's not always about money. It's about That's being right. fulfilled. Wouldn't you think? It's about being fulfilled in what you're doing. If you're going to do this for the rest of your life, wouldn't it matter about being happy? You have you to know? be passionate. You have to be happy with what you're doing. 
Yes. And yeah. women make sure everyone around them yes. is happy in what they're doing, giving the children the best life that they could ever have. That's their right. husbands, the best life they could ever have, trying to make sure their parents can have the best life mm-hmm. of living with dignity. But yes. you know well, who's getting shortchanged most of the time? They are. Women. women. Yes. Women. Absolutely. You know? So I believe that we should definitely stop shortchanging our lives and start really working on giving ourselves the best that we can so that we come out, you know, with a fulfilled life. I really believe that, Absolutely. you know, so here we are, we're talking about, you know, having this best life, you know, for ourselves. So the next question I want to ask you is work life balance possible? <laughs> that is That is a great question. That's the question that's always been asked. So I'm going to give a very conflicting answer. Work-life balance is absolutely possible, but it changes for each person. Okay. It is different for each person. Do not think of work-life balance as 50-50. Work-life balance is you completed your work, you're happy with what you've done, and you have made room for the rest of your life. You've made room for your family, your friends, or yourself. And so however you do it, That's what works for you. For some women, it's waking up at four in the morning and getting a head start. For other women, it's staying up late. For other women, it's blocking out all day Saturday. We're not doing any work. We're just going to be with our friends and ourselves and just have fun. Um, For other women, it's making sure you get in those multiple vacations. So work-life balance is absolutely possible, but it's going to look different for everybody. Interesting. And when I think about work-life balance, you know, there was a time in my life, I was like, what do I owe my family? What do I owe myself? And what do I owe my career? You know, how do we approach this with our, how do you approach this with your clients when you sit down and say, you know, it's time to stop, you know, putting a guilt trip on yourself to make sure you invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yes. Oh my gosh. We put so much guilt on ourselves when it comes down to investing in ourselves and our career. That's we right. feel like, oh my gosh, if I go back to school, if I go and take this class, if I go and do this one up for myself to get this new skill set, I'm robbing my family. Yes. Or I'm robbing my parents or I'm robbing somebody else to invest in me. That's right. That, that, that's, you know, that really make me feel like I'm a bad person or I'm so forth. And that's when I sit there, you know, and think about, you know, how many people have come in my office and said, well, it's not that I can't make any more money to help me have a better retirement plan, but I can't do it right now, Devorah. I can't. I can't do it right now. I got to put this on hold right now because mm-hmm. somebody else need this from me. That's right. Somebody else need this from me. And I said, if not now, when? That's right. If That's not exactly you, right. then who? And and they will never put their put themselves first. So yeah. I, I give a lot of people and it, it it is the hardest assignment I have found out for people to complete. I give them yes. the, the 168 hour calendar. You have your entire week. Go ahead and tell me what your life looks like now. And then we're going to fill out another calendar. Tell me what you want your life to look like. You have to start with you first. That is the hardest thing for people to fill out. And I find that one, I realize that a lot of people don't realize they have 168 hours in a week. They think they have more and they've signed up for more, which is why they're so burnt out. And, and two, it is hard 
like you said, especially for women to put themselves first on their own calendar. Yes. But put yourself first, get out the way and then fill everybody else in around you. And it makes, it makes you better. If you have a family, it makes your family better. When you are okay and taken care of, everybody else thrives. You're so right. You're so right. You're so right. Another thing is, why is it so important to upgrade or maximize your skill set in your career? And what's the ultimate benefit? Mm-hmm. You know, believing that lifelong learning is so important, I think that's the ultimate benefit. You, you, are, con- you are consistently learning. But if you've also paid attention to the way the world is now, the way the economy is now, the, the way that a lot of companies have some of them, all five generations working at a time, you cannot just learn what you feel like learning and and then sit there. You've got to keep going. And so you you always need to maximize your skill set. One, because there are always opportunities out there for you to move forward and do great things. And a lot of the jobs that are going to come forward, we don't know what they are. Right. We We have no idea what they are. So you might as well continue to better yourself so you can be ready for what's coming ahead. And so I I always tell people, you know, if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to be a lifelong learner. So always take opportunities, take those advancements, take those professional developments. Not all of it you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. If you can find that free stuff, that's perfect. (laughs) Always. Free is good. Always. Preparedness is always a winner, right? Yes. Being prepared because we don't know what's coming around the corner. That's right. Yeah, just don't know what's coming around the corner. Many women second guess themselves, you know, about applying for the higher jobs that is offered on their work in the workplaces. They're always, you know, concerned about, well, somebody else might be better fit for that job again. They may yeah. turn around and say, do for many reasons. Hey, I might not have the better education for that job. The competition is too great. Lack of skill sets and so forth. What do you say to those women? Go for it anyway. There is always someone better for you. But better is not what always gets the job. The right person gets the job. And you might be that right person. Go for it anyway. When I've applied for jobs and even when I've looked over resumes, it has amazed me how some people will apply for jobs that they are overqualified for, but they don't see it. And it has also surprised me that there are people who apply for jobs that they are way underqualified for and they don't see it. Go for it anyway. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. And on a side note on that, even with me, I don't always go for the person that have necessarily the best credentials on that resume. That's right. A lot, sometimes that'll win me over is that person. Yeah. You know, it's the person. And That's so, right. you know, the people who, who are listening out here in the audience and so forth, people a lot of times and in, 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 uh, who own companies and so forth, they may be won over because of your personality and how you presented yourself in the workplace. That's right. So you just should never, ever not go out here and, and, and apply for a job just because you don't have a certain credential. Sell yourself. Sell Bet yourself. You. Absolutely. Bet on you. I'm in agreement with that all day long. <laughs> Listen, I know you help students manage upgrading their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and getting the dreams that they want, they really, really want. Yeah. How do you go about encouraging those on the fence with children who mm-hmm. really want to make that career shift? And education is a key for them to figure out how to get to that next step, mm-hmm. how they're going to afford it, and how will they navigate that step? What do you say to them? Again, 
it can definitely be done, but you have got to plan and you've got to have a network of support around you. And a network of support does not have to be five or six people. It can be one person. It can be a classmate. Um, we talk about, you know, scholarships, grants. I always ask, you know, what's the age of your children and what do they need from you most? Because what they need from you most is the thing you focus on and you let everything else fall by the wayside. They don't care about all that other stuff. If they care that mommy is watching them play with a cardboard box, make time to watch them play with a cardboard box. Everything else, it needs to focus on work and it needs to focus on you studying. And I also tell women, especially, don't be afraid to let your children see you work hard. That is going to benefit them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to benefit. It ultimately helps the whole family. It does. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then how do you encourage women to step up to leadership roles and why is that important? You know, I will have to admit, I understand from the women I've spoken to, I understand why a lot of them don't want to step up to the leadership roles. They don't want the headache. What I always tell them is they, I mean, they, it, it's a headache. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I tell them is, you know, we're always going to complain about the decisions our leaders make if we don't step into that role. We've got to step into that role. I tell mm-hmm. teachers, think about becoming principals. I tell, you know, people in middle level administration, think about senior level, senior level administration. If you want to see things get better, step up to the plate. You can do it. It, it is yeah. very possible. Yeah. You, in order to see things get better, sometimes you might be the one thing that can make it better. You yeah. know, say so you want to see change be change. Exactly. You know? I I definitely believe in that. And also sometimes be involved in nonprofits and things like this that can also affect your resume and getting certain jobs that you're, you know, you're wanting to get. Um, I remember my younger years, I was so involved in some of those nonprofits and things like this that also can help you get those type of jobs that you want because they see how involved you are in the community and that can be a benefit to those jobs. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Women are actually known to better their community overall. That's true. Out, out of every, they are known to better their community out of all, overall. I tell people, volunteer, get on boards, go to events, talk to people. All of those things is going to get you further along. Right. And so um, why do you think it is good to have a mentor in your career? Ooh. You know, and I, your business and your business. I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, I think it's incredibly important to have a mentor because that mentor is the one who can guide you and to give you ideas that you never thought of before. Um, where I was unlucky was I actually became a mentor before I ever had a mentor. So I learned those roles completely backwards. <laughs> um, but I, I love I love the mentors in my life. And I say mentors as well, because you got to think of having more than one. Yes. Do not try to put everything you want into one person. Have five or six mentors. They can yes. all they can all give you something. And they're just going to help you be your best self. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mentors have been a big value also in my life. I think, you know, you're one of them. I have many of them too. I have a business mentor. I have spiritual yeah. mentors. I have personal mentors you know, medical people in my life, um, they really come across to be very valuable in so much, you know, for me, I, I cannot even see life without it. And That's right. you know, having that, having that village, I say that village of mentors really can propel you in so many ways in your mm-hmm. life 
that, you know, that could be a big, you know, a big help for you. You know, as a business owner, you really need that person. As a, as a person in careers, you need that person. If you're trying to get to a certain place, get your career mentor, a person who's a coach or something like that. That can make a big difference in where you're trying to go. You got to have a mentor. That's you right. just got to. That wisdom is priceless. And it will also save you for so many pitfalls in your life. <laughs> You know, yes. those are steps that you don't have to make mistakes in because they already have been there, done that. That wisdom will save you. So I, I from day one, out the gate, I had a mentor. I was yes. looking up my mentor happened to be my dad. You know, that was my first mentor. And from that point on, I start adding and adding on. And I just knew that I didn't know everything. And I was open to listening and saying, listen, can you help me? And uh-uh. so if you're a person who's not open to getting that kind of help, you're, you're destined to fail. You got to have people to help you. Always you know? ask for so help. Absolutely. You got to, you got to. So I know that you, you're a big believer in mentors and being, and having coaches and investing yeah. yourself too. I don't mind even paying for that kind of coaching and helping for myself so that I would get further in my life. And so, yeah. you know, we pay to get nails done, hair done and everything done. But are we willing to pay to get ourselves the kind of education and the help that we need so that we can be better in our life, you know, yeah. so that we can get what we want in our life? And it's so, not selfish. It is not being selfish. Say? I said it is not being selfish. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, anyway, Dr. Richardson. I just want to thank you so much for joining us this week. This is so important to us in trying to make sure that we understand careers are important to us. It will give us a chance to make better career moves, more money in our life. Therefore, we will have a richer opportunity to have a better retirement plan, financial free future in our life. You have been priceless in just sharing your time, your business and your wisdom with us this week. I just want you to um, share a little bit more um, about what people should know about how to contact Ray of Knowledge um, um, Leadership, your company. How can yes. they find you if they want to learn more about your business? So I have a website. First, thank you so much for inviting me. I love talking to you and I love talking about this stuff. Um, I have a website, rokleader.com. And I can also be reached at knowledge at gmail.com. Best way to reach me. All of that information is on the website. The website includes information about me, my books, blogs, all sorts of all sorts of things. I love working with people. Wonderful. And are you uh, on Instagram? I am. I am on Instagram, Ray of no- Ray of Knowledge. Okay. And also you're an author of two wonderful books, aren't you? Um, I, I, I believe your books are what? What are your two books? Yeah. So the first book is 13 Challenges. And that's really those things that we need to do to get ready for that next step in our lives. The other book is called Leadership is Hard. And that's really for those first years that you're in a leadership role and you're sort of thrown into the fire and you really need to know what this is about and how to do this. And so those are those are my two books, because not only do I work with women who are transitioning in their careers, I also work with new leaders and small businesses and really strategic planning and targeting. That's absolutely wonderful. And you can find both of those books on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Absolutely wonderful. So, again, Dr. Richardson, thank you for coming on Retire Stronger today. Any last words you'd like to leave for us today? 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love talking about these topics. And you know, I love conversating with you about so many things. One of the things that I do want to do is give away one of my books, 13 Challenges, because we talk so much about strategic planning and having a network, having people in your life. And that's what this book targets. So I would love to give away that book to one of your viewers. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So what we would do to uh, with, to the Retire Stronger audience today is we'll give that book away to our audience, the first person on our audience who would like to tell us what they've learned from Dr. Richardson today on our Instagram page. Instagram now, Retire Stronger, then we will let that book be the gift to you. The first person who have a message for Dr. Sydney Richardson and tell her what you've learned on her uh, on our podcast on our Instagram page. We will make sure we get that book to you today. Thank you again, Dr. Richardson, for joining us. And we want to say you have a wonderful day. But before we leave, you know, I will not let you go. There are a couple of things we want to say. Ladies, there are six things you should get from today with Dr. Richardson. I personally have learned from her. Number one, go back to school. If you want to get ahead with your skill sets. Number two, read more books. She definitely believes in that. Number three, get more on the job training. Number four, take advantage of professional development opportunities. Number five, become an intern or do an apprenticeship. That could be very beneficial in your life. And number six, volunteer to go to professional conferences that's been offered on your job or in other places. Dr. Richardson believes in that, and I do too. We hope that matters to you. And she also believes showing that you are constantly learning in your newfound area will be a key to career progression. Yes. Well, Devorah's Ultimate Rainmaker Tip of the Week, don't ever underestimate the capacity of a human being who is determined to do something. That is by Etna Aiden Ismail. All right. Next week, ladies. Next week, I will see you when we talk about fresh stocks. This is for the college student or the ones who's getting started for the first time. We're figuring out life and will need to prepare for saving for the future. Until then, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one. This is Devorah. I'm out. 